Welcome to the Who Asked Me podcast, a podcast about whatever I want it to be about. I'm your host, Zell, and every week I'll be talking to you about pop culture, reality TV, all the things in your life that made you happy, and some of them that even made you go, what? So sit back, relax, and have a laugh with me. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. I am joined by my new friend, Mark, of the Pink Pop Box. How are you? I am fine. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am excited. We talk in the DM, so I'm excited to bring it to the podcast so we can have a full little session for the people to listen to. (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna talk about all the things oh i know i feel like it's been a week of like everything but also nothing if that well, makes I mean, sense last week was stressful it was it, it really was it was stressful it was joyful um speaking of last week right as i released the episode last week the next day is when jen shaw got sentenced so i haven't gotten to talk about it on here yet but oh. jen oh. shaw has officially been sentenced to 6.5 years in jail. Were yep. you shocked by that or no? No, well, no. But there were a lot of factors in play. I read I, I read all 325 pages of that affiant. Oh my gosh, are you serious? Well, I, I my 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 old day job used to be domestic fraud. I Oh, I, I, okay. So I knew what she was facing and I wanted to see what she was getting hit with. Mm-hmm. And they had seized so much of her personal assets that um, when you, when, and a lot of people don't get this and it sucks, but it's a federal thing. Mm-hmm. When it's a white collar crime of this magnitude, it's a thing called restorative compensation. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, is Jen Shaw's maximum sentence was 10 to 14. Right. That's what she. That's what they came in with with the plea bargain. Mm-hmm. But when, they, but when they seize a certain amount of assets from her, that sentencing goes down. Oh, because that because it's been repaid. Oh, it's, okay. That it's part- a, it, it, a lot of people don't understand that portion of it. I've seen it's the bane of every federal prosecutor's existence that's trying to nickel and dime somebody on a sentence. Mm-hmm. Because the more she pays back, the less time she's going to serve. And then I and then I keep hearing, well, the Christleys got so much. The Christleys were dumb and tried to fight it in court. Right. And they lost against the jury of their peers. Yeah, they lost. Didn't they lose? Like mo- they kept. That's the thing about the Chrisleys. They can't. I've been hearing about these uh, legal issues multiple for years and years with them. They kept fighting it. They kept fighting it, and then it went to trial. A jury decided, and mm. <laughs> they lost. That's why they lost bigger than she did. She on D Day, she went in and said, "I did it." Yeah, I, I did it. So, and you know, still didn't just flip on her mm-hmm. honey he turned he he went he went to a fast food restaurant and started flipping burgers that's how fast he flipped okay <laughs> he gave so many personal emails that he had saved oh wow oh it's bad it, you, you know it, i i mean there there are there there's even one email that sort of on the edges allegedly because we have to add allegedly on, mm-hmm. on this one Mm-hmm. allegedly implicates the coach knew. I know, I know. I saw that one. I saw that one and I was like, 
What the hell? It's, it's a gray area because Coach technically is still a lawyer. Mm -hmm. So he can, he, he can dance on the fringes of that. Yeah, I I did see that. I read when the, when that got released and somebody, you know, put that one that um part of the what the 325 pages up. I my mouth dropped, but then I said, "Well, the wording of this, I am no lawyer. No, not even close." But I said the wording of this, I can see is, "Oh, if you need it's cuz it says something along the lines of if you need help, coach can help you tell you how to word it that is it you know it's definitely not it's unsavory in the words of heather Ooh. gay but <laughs> but it does not say that he can help that he knows what he's helping you with he's just yeah. saying that he's helping you with wording exactly you know exactly. what i mean and that's I said, why i said it's dancing right on the edge but it's not involved in mm -hmm. which is probably why they didn't go after coach yeah. Okay. And then you spoke about, you know, everything that they seized and making her sentence go down. She still has $6 million in restitution to pay back. She still has $6.5 left to pay. That is so that's so almost, left to pay. Well, yeah, she still, she had about $12 million total that she, yeah, a girl. And she had about $12 million total <gasps> she had to restitute back. The $6.5 in assets that they took, they took houses, they took cars. They took purses and clothing. Yes, we knew some of them were knockoffs, but not all of them. She'd been collecting clothes for a very long time. So when they got done appraising what they took, they came in at 6.5 as the value of everything that they took. I mean, that house, the only thing left in that house was the carpet and the coffee maker when they were done. That, hell, they might as well take that too. Knock off $12.50 shit. I mean, my goodness i like i cannot if i get hives just talking about it because i'm not i'm not doing anything illegal obviously but like the thought of having to pay because how are you going to pay that back and she says yes i'm still on the cast no you're not jen no, you're, you're done. not you're no, done you're not. and now that let me, lie. Let me ask lie. you this let me ask you this do you want to see a sit down with her with andy oh honey just go no no i don't i don't either i don't think we need it i Here, do not think that we need it I, first of all, I wouldn't believe a thing she said. Right. Number two, I don't need to see Jen the victim again. I am so sick of that. And I mean, number number three, go to prison. Yeah, I mean, she's got it. I mean, she's got a quick turnaround too. Like it's like next month, less than a month, I think. Yeah, but, she's going on the seventeenth. Yeah, right around a month from now. But and that's why I'm just like, girl, I don't. We're done. The jig is up quite literally the jig is up like we have nothing else i'm ready to wipe my hands good riddance we'll get into the actual season finale of real housewives of salt lake city later which was just like i don't think uh, of something i'm done with also but another topic i want to get into before our recaps is it seems like the new cast for real housewives or ultimate girls trip season four has been released in I and a couple other people are confused because I'm very confused. We have four new housewives in four weeks. Excited. Excited. Yes. So, so if you don't know, the cast is Vicky Gretchen, Brandy Camille, Phaedra Eva, Alex McCord, and Caroline Manzo. Now, if you did not watch the Bluestone Manor one, Vicky, Brandy, Phaedra, and Eva were all on season two and don't get me wrong they did great but 
I don't think that they did that great that we need to see a whole repeat of a cast, not just one woman, a repeat. It's giving that they pitched this show, they pitched this show to a network without having a clarification that all of these housewives, a certain number of housewives were going to be down to do it. Yeah. I just I think, yeah, go ahead. you're right. No, no, I think what happened, I think what happened is, is they probably had eight housewives locked in mm -hmm. and four of them backed out for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Be it, be it scandal, mm -hmm. be it they don't want to work with any of the other women, whatever. But I I love Ava. I love Phaedra. I love Brandy. Vicky, I'm on the edge with, but I, I can get down with her on a good day. But She was miserable in, in Bluestone Manor, though. Like well, I hate to say it. I ended up in miserable in Bluestone Manor. That was the most... <laughs> I, the fact the that she goes, if somebody came to me and said, I couldn't eat my room and went off on me the way she went off on Tamara, if Tamara let her off easy, I would have read her, wrote her, typed her, thrown her away, gotten a sprinter van and take my ass back home. Well, here's the thing. If I remember correctly, she put the welcome basket, she put the treats in the in room. The room. I'm, if you're really worried about, you know, like critters, you're in the fields, everything like that, like you're not putting the treats, even if they're in a box, in the room if you're that worried about it. I just have visions of little mice in the walls. Oh. Like, 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 you know, like Cinderella's mice, they got little mm -hmm. clothes on. Because, you know, Dren ain't going to let no basic mouse in our house. No. They, they, they are clothed. They, there was a credit check involved. <laughs> and, 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 and they're living in blue still matter, living their best life. But I, no. I I would not be shocked if she has friends in that house that are not humans because well because I just know when nobody's around you know Dorinda just sits there with a box of pizza uh, and like a box wine in the fridge and she's good to go for a couple days at least a martini but this is the thing you have to think about the fact that that house is huge that house is huge the property it sits on it is just very uncommon my my nana growing up lived in um her backyard met up with an apple orchard my nana oh. is the cleanest for one of the cleanest old women you will ever meet in your life she still had issues with field mice coming in because of where she lived the, the location that sitting on bluestone manor she has critters in the home okay she has got and i'd be willing to bet that she's paying if she doesn't she is paying a lot of money like an exuberant amount because when you have a house like that that sits on land like that it just happens it just happens okay so it's no diss to dorinda i'm not saying she's dirty anything like that but no. when it comes to these housewives i just i can think of so many that i would be willing to see and i'm just confused because season season three is going to be Giselle and Candace, Heather, Whitney, um, Marisol, you, you, and Alexia, and then Phaedra, or not Phaedra, uh, Leah, Portia, Leah Portia and, Leah and Leah, yeah. You realize and, what that is? It, it's 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 the pot stirs. It's all the pot stirs. Oh, you think? It's, uh, honey, Giselle and Candace, pot stirs. Whitney and Heather used to be bad weather. Yeah. And then and Portia, come on. I mean, she's still yeah. waiting for that railroad, but she did drive. <laughs> I <laughs> will never not see that scene in Crack Up Laughing because it's not, it's like everybody's reaction to it. Every time I see the scene, every time it gets recycled on Twitter, I 
seriously laugh my ass off out loud because it's just like, Portia, what the hell? You came up, Portia's older than me, okay? And I don't think it's okay for anybody my age to even think that, but like, she's older than me. You, and then you came on this show telling us that Jose Williams is your grandfather and he's this huge civil rights activist and you, you thought the Underground Railroad was an actual train, Miss Mama? <laughs> oh. I was, I'm not going to lie. The first time that happened, when the first time I saw it, I, I was like, did she just say it was a real train? <laughs> I, she goes, we're all waiting for that train to pull into the station. She oh, said, oh, of course. So how so did the train fit under here? <laughs> as soon, I will never, as soon as she said it, I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, oh my God, no, no. Girl. Like even Kenya, Kenya looked at her. Kenya looked at her. She goes, "You just can't pick stupid sometimes." Oh, now speaking of casting, okay. Also, oh. two minutes, two minutes before I recorded this podcast last week is when Lisa Rinna was announced that she was not coming. And honestly, I don't care if she was fired, if she quit. I don't care. I don't care what it was. She's okay, not going to be there. I, I do. I do know the tea on that one now. Oh well, if you know the tea, then tell it. Oh, I will, I will tell you this. I mean, it's not a secret, but I knew she left the show a week after the reunion had aired. Oh. And I and I was instructed to keep it on the DL until okay. the public knows. Mm -hmm. And I, I have so many, I'm like Gretchen Wieners from Mean Girls. <laughs> I have so many secrets. If I actually had hair, um, it would be full of secrets, but you know, right now it's just fills up my head and I don't say anything until it's time, but I knew she wasn't coming back. She was not ready. She should have just after her mother passed, she should have just bowed you, out the rest of the season. You know, because this is my thing, you know, people are like, oh, she's done so much. Good. I'm not, I'm not one to sit here and say, cause I did, I was a fan of Lisa Rinna back in the day, like her first two seasons, chef's kiss. I was like, oh my God, she was like. It was it like tickled you pink like it was like oh my god what is happening? I was like fine. Well, no, I was like finally there's somebody on the show doing the most. Yes, exactly. Because, because everybody was doing the least. And Beverly Hills was one of those that you just got by. You didn't call it out right then like like that. You just you kind of slyly you, just, you, you know just like you just exactly like exactly. You know, I, I think the worst we ever had was the magazine situation in season four. Oh gosh. I mean, exactly. It never was that. And then of course, you know, Kim and her whole, you know, her issues, which I is sad. I, I, that breaks my heart. It does, which, and that, that's what I was going to say. I don't really think that's a topic that is like, oh my gosh, you know what I mean? It's just it's too, not shareable. It's sad. It's, not share yeah. it's sad at the end of the day, but you know, everyone's like, who's going to replace her? Everybody's saying Brandy. Here's my thing. I don't, we should not cast to replace Lisa Rinna. My issue is with these housewives, everybody gets stuck in playing a role, okay? And that's not how, in my, in my opinion, that's not how it should go. Everybody 
should be changing, you know, every season. And I don't mean like, okay, now you're going to play this role. We just need to see how the season unfolds. We need to see, we need to see the storylines. We need to see the conflict that happens naturally. Okay. And then we'll see. But this is really why I don't want Brandy back. I want, I said this on Instagram and on TikTok. I want a completely neutral party because Brandy at the end of the day, while I find her entertaining, she is somebody that does want to be in with the in crowd. She wants to be Kyle's friend because she never actually quite made it that far. When she first came on Beverly Hills, Kyle and Kim were against her. That's how, why we have Slut Pig. She started crying. It was very sad, honestly. It was sad. I, I hated to see that when they ganged up on her and she and she started crying, you know what I mean? But ever since then, I feel like inside, Brandy has been looking for a bit of approval from Kyle and she's never been able to get it. And when she cannot get that approval, she starts fighting back. She starts fighting back. You know what I mean? And that's why we saw the conflict between them. Right now. See in season five, when Rena did join the show mm-hmm. was a bad time for Kim personally. Yep. It was just a bad time for her. She was losing her ex-husband. Mm-hmm. She was very sick through most yeah. of the filming which is why she was so real thin. Mm-hmm. She was dancing on the edge of being on the edge again, which obviously happened the next season. But Brandy was really getting close with Kim. Mm-hmm. And she was feeling protective of Kim, whether it was right or wrong. She stuck her nose in a business that had nothing to do with Brandy Glanville. She did. She did. And even though, even though back in the day, I notoriously was not on the side of Kyle because I was like, somebody is just stepping in to protect your sister. I have to say at the same time, Brandy was the Lisa Renna before it was Lisa Renna. She was putting her nose in sister business. And it was like, you know what? You do need to step back. But what I find funny is if you, the roles were reversed, li- literally, Kim, or sorry, Kyle was like, can you just let me talk to my sister and go away when it came to Brandy? But when Lisa is butting in, it took her so long, so long. Well, here's the thing. When it was Kim, I think Kim and Kyle are way on a different level Mm -hmm. than Kathy and Kyle. The dynamic Mm -hmm. is different. And I think in in in, in the end of the world, so to speak, Kathy is the matriarch. Yeah. Kim oh. is Kim is the middle child mm-hmm. and Kyle is the baby. Mm-hmm. But out of the three of them, Kyle is the most responsible because when Ma, when when Big Kathy, that was that's Kyle's mother. Mm-hmm. When Big Kathy passed before she passed, she made Kyle make a promise. Yep, I remember before her saying he, that. Oh, it, it it's a fact. And she said, I need you to keep them together. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna drift without me. Yeah. And that is all this woman has tried to do. And ha- was it the smartest thing for them to go on a reality show at a very tense time? Probably not. No. But it they did and it happened, and we are where we are. But Kathy is a much different creature than Kim. Mm-hmm. All she gotta do is watch Paris's documentary. That's what everybody's saying. That's what everybody's saying. Watch uh, the documentary and watch, uh, I guess, the show. I didn't know. Realize Paris had a show. Educate yourselves, people, yeah. because she is not all hunky dory. Uh, now I knew that. I knew that. I while I got a chuckle out of some of the things 
from that first season when she was there um as a legit friend up not of not as much i was like okay this isn't really cat this isn't kathy though like that you, was her persona yeah and i could tell that it was a persona and honestly she wasn't there that much so i didn't care i did not care if she if kyle's sister kathy dropped in and was like who's hunky dory you know what i mean now i think where we get into hot water is the fact that she was in where, where we did get into hot water is the fact that she was there more this season and I don't want to see her full time. I don't want to see Kathy full time. No, no, I don't think that's I, I don't think Kathy wants us to see her full time after this past season. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think we're, I, I'll be surprised if we see her again. I th and I think that's fine. I think that's fine because that's I heard somebody else or a couple of people actually say that you would be if you saw her on I Love Paris or whatever Paris in Love whatever that show is now you'd be like well hold on who is this but you know what I always think is I've you know I haven't read House of Hilton but I've listened to a lot of podcasts I've you know done some research of the things I really think that at the end of the day, what I've gathered is that big Kathy always drilled into those girls. Like you make money, you get rich, you you're famous and you play it up no matter what it is, you play it up. So each one of them have done that in, in a way. Like in a way. Kyle has played up who she, her persona on um, Beverly Hills. Kathy is playing up. Kathy plays up wherever she needs to play up. Because Kathy the, is a very smart chameleon. Mm -hmm. She's a Pisces. I, I, she, she's very, you do real. I mean, I'm sure you know, but you know, right before the reunion and a little before, after the final episode aired, and all these people were focusing negative things about Kyle online, and mm -hmm. Kathy was liking each yeah. and every one of them, and mm -hmm. Paris was liking each and every one of them. Mm -hmm. It was a coordinated effort to tell Kyle, "You better fall in line by reunion." I can see that. I can see it. But you and know. I see. Okay. So I, and I, I completely, I see that 120%, but you know, my thing with Kyle is, and I've seen this before with sister dynamics and sibling dynamics in general, you tend to stick, you stick to how, you know, the, the trajectory of life has been with Kyle. Okay. I really do see with her in the crying for me, the crying, I, when she gets back into a corner, I can see it being like Kim and Kathy are picking with her and really saying like, you know, messing with her. And then big Kath is like, guys, stop it. Your sister's crying. So now Kyle's defense is she cries. And in general, think, when people start crying, usually people are like, okay, enough, enough, enough. I think it's her defense mechanism mm -hmm. for sure. But I also know for a fact, cause you know, I talk to her sometimes mm -hmm. she's also very she suffers from severe anxiety i don't yeah. know why i i don't know why she does the reality show when she suffers that greatly but she does she does and I, it's something else to watch on screen unfold you're like my god all kathy had to do was sit next to her i was like yeah. andy i was like andy you are a shady mofo you should sit her on the other side of the couch he plopped Kathy right the hell next to next to Kyle. And she said, she said, where's my sister sitting? But at the same time, and I, I understand the anxiety part. 
at the same time, I just, me and I have such a, uh, with Kyle, because she doesn't exactly do things to help herself. And I really think that along with the trajectory of like, how I just said, like, I think things need to change. Like not everybody in life, not everybody has a great season. That's my thing with Kyle. She has rode this wave on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills with not ever getting off as not ever having like a villain season or coming off as like, this wasn't your best season until this last one. Until this but last this one, this wasn't. And, but it's it wasn't a true takedown season. No, for and I don't want to see it. I don't want to see a takedown season. I'm tired of the. Oh, takedown so seasons. many people do. I'm tired so of the many of our so many of our friends, our mutual. Friends I know. I don't want to see a takedown season. I want to see an accountability season when it comes to Kyle because Kyle showed her ass in a way that she kind of is having a trouble covering back up, covering Two back times. up now. Two yes. times with Crystal, and then with ma majorly, majorly with Crystal. If you ask me, well, you know, Crystal and I are pretty close. We we speak, and oh, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm gonna tell you right now, we didn't even see half of that fight. I bet, I bet, because and I can tell the way Crystal. Listen, here's my thing. I don't think that I don't like the way that. You see, you say, you know how you just said like, Kyle, or you, this, that was Kathy's way of telling Kyle, you fall in line. I see that Kyle has some of that in her when it comes to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills women. Like she has a way of telling them you better fall in line. And that's what I don't like about it because I really do feel like personally, Kyle said everything to Crystal that she wanted to say to Garcelle when she first came on. Yep. And they had that whole thing when it came to, um, you know, well, the, the was a little, Gar yeah, well, Garcelle was a little shady boots with Kyle when she first came on. Though. I know she was, and that's fine with me. That, that's totally fine with me. I don't care about the shade. What I care about is in, in Beverly Hills, and they said this before, they're like, you know, Garcelle is shady. She is shady. That is all y'all should, y'all y'all are shady, okay? You just have a problem moving the goalpost and they act like when Garcelle does it, it's like this huge issue. And I don't like that. She no, just does it I better understand. than the rest yeah. of them. And you know, my thing with Crystal and Kyle is just, she, you just weren't listening, Kyle. There were so many times when Kyle could have just shut her damn mouth. Like I know, I know what it was. I know what it was. She was afraid. Kyle was afraid that Crystal was gonna look over the way, not at her, not at Garcelle. She was afraid she was gonna go at Sutton mm. and say, and because as soon as that dark comment came up, mm -hmm. I can tell you a hundred percent, hundred percent something problematic happened private off screen a hundred percent i oh a hundred percent i agree a hundred percent something problematic happened mm -hmm. and what i think happened was do you remember last summer uh, there was a picture that popped up out of nowhere of crystal and sutton at a baseball game mm -hmm. and they were like hugging and smiling mm -hmm. i think whatever it was whatever Sutton said to Crystal last season, she must have begged Crystal, forgive me, please forgive me. I'm getting beat up. I, I can't take this anymore. Please, I'm so sorry. This will never happen again. And Crystal, being a good person, mm -hmm. said, you're off the hook. Mm -hmm. And they made that post. See, baseball unites everybody. Yeah. 
and everybody's like, oh, it's squashed. Mm-hmm. And then Crystal, you know, and then Garcelle, being Garcelle, this is the only problem I've ever had with Garcelle. Only one problem I've ever had with her is when Crystal, when all the girls were telling Sutton her feelings are not valid. Mm-hmm. And Crystal defended Sutton. She goes, you guys have got to stop telling people what their feelings are. Mm-hmm. She goes, I'm feeling triggered. And she left. Mm-hmm. And then Garcelle says, everybody feels bad. Come on back to the house before you leave. Let's yeah. clear this up. And then everybody kind of apologized to Crystal. Then it came Garcelle's time. She goes, you know, out in Tahoe last year, I think you were trying to paint Sutton as a racist. Yeah. I don't agree. I don't. Yes. I, that, that is one of the what times the that I really, I really did not agree with Garcelle and what she did there. And I have said before that I really do feel like Garcelle and Crystal people, the audience, and even the women with inside the group, they're looking at them as if they are one, as if being a minority in the group is linear. And it's not essentially those two have to, not essentially they do. They have two different experiences on the complete end of the spectrum. Like, Crystal, the stereotypes when it comes to Asian women are that they are quiet. They don't stand up for themselves. You you can push, you know, their pushovers. And that's not true. And the stereotypes when it comes to black women are that we're too loud. We are, you know, aggressive, things like that. And that's not necessarily true either. I do wish that Garcelle would not have said that. Um, When it comes to the dark comments and things of that nature, I've had this conversation so many times where I've said, listen, the conversation with the hot tub the, the, that Sutton said, you know, oh, and I just think it's so beautiful. Would I have called it dark? No. However, I have said, like, if me and my Black friends were hanging out with Sutton and she said that to us, we, we, and it doesn't mean that this is how it needs to be handled, but we would have been, like, side-eyeing each other, like, okay, and then when we left, we would have been like, did you hear what that lady said? Yes. Did you because I, either way you cut it and slice it, it is a cringe-worthy comment. Like you just don't need to say it. And the fact that Sutton said it, we are moved on now. But the fact that she said it, it just shows that she there was a little bit of uncomfortableness there or trying to prove, like, oh, okay, I'm so okay with this, just so you know, and that can be uncomfortable. You know, sometimes people talk themselves into a hole that they didn't need to say in the first place. And I feel like that's how Sutton what Sutton did. But back to what we were talking about for casting, I, and I'm going to be the I'm going to be the one person. I think less is more. I think we're fine with what we got. I wouldn't be upset with that as long as everybody gets to work. I feel like Kyle is get always your, too like, like get your asses to work. Yes, as long as Kyle like Kyle is too scared to lose that fan favorite. She is too scared to lose that fan favorite. Um, Dorit, I think she walks on a thin thin line and I think ever since she had that whole issue with Garcelle last season not the season that just passed but the one before with the you've been taking these jabs at me because that was I was like Doree honey you are careful you careful you need to be so careful with what you're doing right now but I think she is terrified well I I think well you know Doree I like I like Doree but Doree's best time was when she was a villain yeah, and she gave, and she gave zero Fs as to who she she had Rena on edge. Mm-hmm. She had Eileen on edge. Erica, she, Erica on edge. Mm-hmm. That she had three of the 
most powerful chicks on that show at the time on the edge of their seats wondered. And then Teddy came on and she went after Teddy. Yep. I was I was just I, about to say when Teddy got on, she went she, you know, and I, I didn't mind her in her villain era. I no. really didn't. But no, all of this, fabulous. since the origin of the Fox Force 5 and all of that, like that is where all of the issues really, really started taking place. Because it was like, guys, you can all be friends. We don't really fucking care about that. But you need to remember that you're making a television show. You are making a television be, show. And, and you can't just back each other up every time something happens. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I want to say this because I, everyone's like, really, really? I don't, it's not that I think she's coming back, but- the reason I, because I'm not a fan of Housewives coming back. I don't really need to see anybody come back. No. But LVP would really shake the fucking table in Beverly Hills because there is so much unfinished business there. And anytime LVP says anything about the show, those women are on it. If they really did not want, not that I think she's coming back, but if they really wanted to like be like, we don't care, we're over her, they wouldn't say a goddamn thing on social media. Kyle likes comments going after her. Like they showed that, like Erica just gave an interview, like in a, you know, when the, uh, with TMZ saying like calling her a coward and stuff. No, y'all need to shake that. That lady off and then it would just be like okay whatever but she would shake them the fuck up if she, she would, came she back would. she would legitimately if lvp came back which is a highly unlikely situation mm, it is because first of all the way she talks about the show mm -hmm. yeah i mean unless it has the word vanderpump rules in it she could give a crap yeah but the way she speaks of the show and the women and the way she carried herself through season nine was very indicative of Lisa Vanderpump reaching the end of her era on the show. Mm -hmm. it, it was. You cannot blame the death of her brother for setting up Doreen for pissing her off about a doll. It, you know, I, re I read the book, Not All Diamonds and Rosé. The whole thing's in there. She, LVP couldn't get production to do what she wanted them to do. Production couldn't make the women do something they didn't want to do. Nobody wanted to fall in line with Puppygate, so Puppygate happened. And LVP got mad, quit halfway through, and never looked back. Well, this is my thing with Puppygate. My thing. Dorit, <laughs> at the end of the day, still didn't do what needed to be done with that dog. She and that's not. what I don't understand. That's what I don't understand. And I'm sorry, it, that does bother me. Because it bothers it me too. It could have been so easy for her to be like, Lisa, this dog is not working out. She bit Jack, or not Jack's Jagger, or whatever happened. She, yeah, she bit Jagger and she bit PK, and, and Lucy yeah. bit PK in the face. Yeah, she could have literally said, Lisa, this dog is not working out. We can't do this. And I really think that Lisa would have been like, okay, because it's in a clause. Like she signed the contract. It and is. Won't it is. Oh, no, I saw else. the clause back yeah, when that happened. That, I read it. I read right. it. Right. Yeah. But, I don't, I um, just don't understand why the fuck she did that. I can tell you why she didn't do it because they already had another dog before that that didn't work out. This was dog number two, boo -boo. from Vanderpump Dogs. Yeah. Oh. And but rather still. than go, and then rather than go through Lisa's approval, I guarantee you, Dorit says, "We'll just give this to this nice lady that likes her." And then I guarantee you, Lucy got a little with that owner as well, and she took it to the pound. They scanned her for the chip. The chip says the dog belongs to Vanderpump Dogs. That's how Lucy got back there. 
enter in two very pissed off queens that run the dog center for her, yep. John Sessa mm-hmm. and yep. and Blizzard, who doesn't work there anymore. And you've got a storyline that does okay that does make sense and listen puppies you you can't you know, it's lvp but you can't control dogs okay you cannot control it's an animal dogs, so yeah you can't it's not her it's not lvp's fault that the dog you know was a little nippy and i think it was like a shih tzu or something so they're a little bit temperamental no no she no she was she was half chihuahua half um, oh even worse yeah she's half chihuahua half terrier oh even worse and, those dogs are even snappier uh, chihuahuas are mean yeah and very okay. territorial very yeah. territorial animals okay and but what the, i think the reason that those boys got with teddy is mm-hmm. because lisa said oh teddy doesn't like her yeah that makes sense that makes and, sense and thus puppy gate was born teddy got scared because <laughs> when they took the dogs they go, look she's back and and Teddy's like, is that her? And she looked at Vanderpump and went, no, don't. Because Vanderpump got scared because Kyle was like, what the, what the freak is going on? Mm-hmm. And no, no, don't, don't. I don't want to talk about it. And they took, and the two boys so, just sauntered the dog away. And we didn't talk about it again until they went to the Bahamas for for mm-hmm. Dorit's trip that she paid for them all to go on, by the way. And that's where all Hades began. Yeah, that led re- to... <sighs> it really but no, is. I don't think L- I, I honestly just don't think LVP would be good back in this situation. I don't think that she's coming back. I really don't. Um, no, but I don't. I, I agree with you. Less, less is could be more. I just don't trust all of them to work. I really don't. Well, like, here's the thing. You, I mean, if you think about it, Crystal and Kyle got they got unresolved issues. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that. And Garcelle and Kyle have a smidge of unresolved issues yeah and let's just be honest dorit's mad at them all probably for the homeless and toothless situation (laughs) (laughs) and and erica is still on appeal for legal reasons she's still on appeal for legal reasons i listen i'm interested to see what erica does this season i'm interested she's the new villain she's her new she's the new villain she better bring it or they're going to get rid of her next. She's been the villain. No, she's, has she though? I don't think for she's me. been the villain. You know, she was only the villain starting with season 11. Okay. Yeah, she was She was a fan favorite. I she didn't... was until, and you know, the sad thing is, I think at the end of the day, this woman knew nothing. I think at the end of the day, this woman was a trophy wife, dumb blonde who thought she was going to be a singer. In the end of the day, I don't think she did anything wrong, but nobody's going to believe that, even though no criminal charges have ever been filed. All these lawsuits are civil lawsuits. People just make me so mad because they act like they know what they're talking about. I, however, do, and they're not criminal suits. They're all civil. No, none of them are criminal. This is my thing with it, with Erica, and I've said this so many times. I don't think that Tom brought... And I'm sure that her... DMs and stuff are wild. I don't think that Tom ever brought to her, said, oh, honey, this is who we scammed today. I don't think she was in on it at all. My thing about Erica is you spent all this time telling us, 
oh, I could be a lawyer. I'm this smart. I'm this smart. And then when the shit hits the fan, you want to go the complete opposite way and tell us you don't even know how to use a debit card. Erica, you got with him when you were 26. You had a child. You knew how to to handle your own money in some sort of way. I have an issue with her. If Erica would have told us, I didn't know. I started getting a whiff of things. I didn't know what to do. And I was, I would have appreciated. I would have been like, girl, I feel you. You got caught up. You were taken care of. I can't blame you. I can't blame you. Like, look at Miami. Look at Miami. Exactly. It's like Lenny cheated on me. He wants a divorce. She's not even trying to hide it. He was the one trying to hide it. Exactly. This is my, that's my thing about Erica. You spent some, so what is it? Are you, so, are you smart enough to be a lawyer? Are you some, you know, trophy wife locked up in a house that didn't have control of anything? I don't doubt Girl. that Tom was mean because I saw the little bit that we saw of him. I saw that mean streak of him. I don't doubt that whatsoever, but I don't. I'm with her, talking. Yeah, exactly. With her, I, that's my thing. I'm like, don't try and fucking rain on or piss on me and then tell me it's rain okay like that's Amen. that's what i don't like about it okay she could have really just said i got caught up i never knew and never realized i was married to this man because obviously you know whatever she could have said so many things except for how she took the this route i mean so many wrong things were said and then about the earrings and all of this stuff listen I, if I know that I did not scam these people and I for damn sure don't want to be on the fucking hook for it financially, my name is already kind of on the hook for it. I'm taking these earrings out quicker than you can even fucking tell me to. I never put them back in after that. You Do you know you know why she held on to them? It was, it was a sentimental reason, I think. Just a reminder of what she used to have and who she used to be and who she used to, you know, what she used to do and run with. It was a reminder. It was sentimental. I don't think it was greed. It was just sentimental. And she didn't want to lose everything. She's lost everything she had. I mean, she's got a semblance of it still, but she's nowhere near where she was. Nowhere you know what, near. You know what I what I have a hard time with with her? I, you, I know what you're going to say. You I moved out of that say. huge house, okay, into, yes, a smaller home, but it's still worth like a million dollars. You're not living in this fucking 1,200 square foot apartment next to me. And honestly, I like my apartment. So even if you were living over there, you'd still be doing pretty good. You know what I mean? You still have a job. You yep. still have income coming in. You yep. still have a car. You still, you're very fortunate compared to all of those people that while I don't think that she scammed them, you're still very fortunate compared to all of those people that are still missing their money. And that is the T right there. Like that, that's where I have a hard time with her when she's like, well, I don't care about anybody but myself. It's and like, that's, and that's where I got to give Kyle a little bit of credit because she took that moment. She goes, you got to say something else. You can't, you got to come up with something else. I cannot defend that. And I was like, you know what? All right, Kyle, be prepared for the wrath of Erica Jane because it's coming at you. And it did. You know, I have my thing with Kyle is with this defense, defend friends till the end. I have no problem to, I'm not going to tell my friends in front of everybody, but my friends aren't going to say anything like, oh, I, I can't, take but, her over to the you side. know what I mean? Yes. But I am going to tell her off to the side, like, baby girl, you know that that wasn't, you know what I mean? Kyle doesn't do that. She tries to make an excuse. I have no problem saying, yeah, that wasn't my friend's most shining moments. We all don't have great moments. Okay. She's sorry. It's between you guys to work out. That's still going to be my friend, period. Boom. Mm -hmm. But Kyle just like wants to like 
blanket all of this stuff and be like, well, she's my friend, so I have to say this. She's my friend. No, she's your friend, period. And she happened to do something shitty. So we shall see. Erica we, might be entering the new villain arc for the show, but we shall like I said, if they, if, they, if they don't bring anybody else on, I'll be fine with what we got. I will too, as long as they all, as long as they all fucking work. Bring it. <laughs> Come to work. Yes. Okay. Now let's get into the recaps of the week. Let's start with Potomac. Okay. Oh, because nah. everybody was a little confused after this episode and i have spent my time <laughs> sifting why through were you confused i, I, I wasn't I, confused I understood everything me I understood too everything i wasn't confused i've just seen so many people like why is this person crying why is this person crying why is this person yelling why do I'm you like, think okay do you do we just want to skip everybody's blanket i don't really want to go to mexico look <laughs> <laughs> so who, whatever why everybody was like because i was like listen let me tell you something i may not want to go to mexico with y'all but i will go to mexico their oh faces, hell we're going to we're going to punta mita this summer so i'm excited their faces look like she said they were going to freaking detroit or something <laughs> i was like what i was like why are y'all making that face not Detroit. Oh. Nothing against Detroit. <laughs> if I have listeners in Detroit, I have nothing against Detroit. But like they made a face like they were going somewhere just like regular. Like, they, like they were going to bring Correctional Center out in Texas with yeah, Jen Shaw. That's with Jen Shaw to see Jen Shaw. Exactly. I was like, why are y'all looking like that? But and all I could think of is that maybe it's because we're still off the heels of Miami. I don't fucking know. But I will say I, this. <laughs> when it comes to the... Me, I want to start with Mia and Jacqueline because oh, I have, uh, I can't really gauge what the consensus is with people because mostly no one likes Mia and by default, no one likes Jacqueline. This is what I find kind of like ugh, about this situation. I know what you're going to say. Mia has spent this much time telling us if she not got her Porsche, then I'm a bad friend. If she, oh, I got to keep, make sure she's hooked up and da, da, da. But then the simplest things, you don't want to give her toothpaste. You don't want to give her deodorant. Then, and she's always contradicting herself when it comes to Jacqueline. Okay. And then when it comes to the sister of it all, it takes a village, right, to raise kids. My issue with that is now you're kind of dipping into Jacqueline's village. However, Jacqueline's village is your village because you said that her parents took you in. Thank you. However, if my if my main source of babysitting is my sister, and then you say, well, I have the money to pay her, so I'm going to pay her and take her out of your, take her, una, like make her unavailable to you. That's my issue with Mia. I Every time I see Mia interact with somebody in like a tense setting, I can see her insecurities of, you know, not having the best family life shine through. And she does that shit with, I feel like she does it with money. I'm not paying my fucking sister to watch my kids. No, <laughs> Period. no. but here's the thing. And this, this is Mia's biggest problem is not just herself, but she knows that all these women, at least four of them are OGs. Mm-hmm. They've been with this show from the gate. You yeah. can't get nothing past these women because they've done seen it all already. Mm -hmm. Mia's trying to be a sneaky, sneaky person and get things under the wire. And she's she's trying to create plot lines on social media 
well, okay, do you have cancer or do you not have cancer? Well, I have a growth on my butt. She didn't have a growth on her butt. Yeah. Um, and, well, this is my thing also. She's cosplaying what she thinks we want to see from a housewife. She's not being authentically herself. One, because no. I don't think Mia knows who herself is. That's just That's an right. observation on That's my right. end. That's just an observation on my end. I don't know the lady. But, like, when it comes to the Jacqueline of it all, I really do believe that she told Jacqueline, listen, I need to have an argument that I look good in. Nothing serious, but something that doesn't go too far to where I can look good and get kind of back in the lady's good graces. Jacqueline said, okay, I'll bite. I don't care. And they have the argument. Now, where I think that they derailed was with the keep your legs closed to married men. First of all, I don't want to see you quoting Nene. I don't want to no. see you quoting Nene. No. That shit pissed me off. You don't have that off. right. You don't exactly. have that right, baby girl. You don't and have then, that right. And then also, not only that, I think the argument derailed because when Jacqueline said, I think she needs some dick, she's a little tense. I oh! was like, I said, okay, that part she was supposed to say, I don't think that Mia was ever supposed to say, keep your legs close to married men because what, how I reason this is, Jacqueline is essentially not in this group, nor is she on this show for real. However, nope. you have brought her onto it, one, and two, you can kind of look past a lot of things. Mia has spent all this time trying to play this do they or don't they with the do her and Gordon sleep together. You know what I mean? With the threesome stuff. It's really hard as a woman to live down. Once you get labeled like a, you know, a home wrecker or, uh, you know, you sleep with married to men. find somebody. People, people aren't going to trust you. Women, other women are not going to want to be around you. They're going to judge you. Okay, so no, I think I'm, that's where that's the wrong group. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where Jacqueline's crying came from because she's like, "No, I agreed to do this with you, but now you're hanging me out to dry. You are purposely going out of your way to make me look bad. I'm not making you look bad in this argument that you asked me with. I'm just simply having a two way argument." Well, and you gotta, you also have to remember that Jacqueline. As a friend out, they don't get paid for none of this. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and again, with the so with the argument with the sister and the babysitting, that's a two-way argument. It's like, okay, well, I see it like this. Okay, well, I see it like this. And no one's really like, you know, going at each other. With the, oh, you sleep with married men, that's like, that's damaging to somebody's character. She it went really after is. her character, which I don't want to hear Mia talk about anybody sleeping with somebody's marriage. I was so I was so glad to see Candace put her big girl shoes on and help Jacqueline. <laughs> I think Candace was high as hell. She, she was. She was, was like, tore up. She, she was, was like tore up. <laughs> sitting there when she was like, that's why I think she was like, no, no. <laughs> she was like, go talk to your friend. Go talk go to, friend. Talk and I think to that's, your friend. That's why I think that Mia wouldn't go talk to her either because in Mia's mind, she's like, oh no, we're fine. We And she's like, no, we decided to argue, da, da, da. But Candace is, I really think Candace is saying, I don't care what the fuck you set up right now because all of those women are like, what yep. the fuck is going on? And well, I think I mean, that they know. Bizarre. It was bizarre, but I understood what was going on. Mm -hmm. I could see it was it was a premeditated argument yes. to create drama. I hate self-producing housewives. They need to stop it. I think that, and I think that that's what Candace was saying. Like, I think Candace was saying, like, Mia, we all know what you're doing here. We know that you self-produce this, but now your friend is crying. Legit. So you need to go talk to your friend. You Legit. need to go talk to your friend. I really think that, and I think that that's what... Wendy was stepping up and doing too and talking to Jacqueline. She was like, listen, 
It's okay. Because I do think that all of those women are aware that Mia plans these things and self-produces. Well, not only that, but I this will be Mia's last season. I guarantee you she will not be back next year. I'm fine with that. Oh, I'm on 100% fine. I was fine with it last year after that. I heard for a season. I am, I'm always willing to give somebody, I think everybody deserves at least two to three seasons. Mia, I knew it as soon as, as soon as her first season was done, I said, I'm done with this. I said, I don't. Did you see, did you see Ashley's guest list? Because I actually paused it and I read that guest list. I wanted to see Katie come back just for an episode or two. I don't think Katie's coming back. She's sick. Oh, no, no, she's not well. She's yeah. not well. That being said, it would have been everything to see her back unwell and unhinged. Listen, Katie gave <laughs> me one of the funniest moments I've ever seen, ever seen on reality TV. When she told Ashley Darby, Darby, I'm sorry if I said you're dumb. Maybe I meant you're stupid. And Robin in a moment, me and Robin have never ever been more connected in a moment because Robin off to the side just like, <laughs> like it was shady. Not, yes, it was shady. Robin could not keep it together, and I was right there with her because I feel like I would have been like, "What the fuck?" And Ashley, that's not funny, Robin. No, it is. It's it is very, very fucking funny. funny. It's very oh. fucking funny, actually, because. What the hell? And then the next day, Katie was gone. We never saw her again. No. We never saw her again. I was like, what? No. Poor baby. I, Poor I don't baby. think we're ever going to see Katie again beyond what we saw her at the spring fling party. Uh, I was happy to see her though. I was happy. She looked good. Yeah, she looks good. And I know she's, she's you know, she went to, she, she said online that she did like a program or something. She did. And yeah, she just she got out. So, so I, I'm. I'm happy for, her. but that's where I see with the Mia and Jacqueline breakdown because, you know, again, Sharice got me this episode because she said, well, I don't think anybody Don't get me started. Don't get me, don't get me on Shasha now. Not- she said, well, I don't think anybody said that. Um, because I, I gen- it was so funny to me because genuinely I could see all of those women like, Oh, what? Like, dee, dee, dee. they're all coming down from the edibles they took to, yes. on the flight. Yes. To, and they're just like, yes. what the hell they, they, is going what, on? They, they were like, how the hell did we get here? They're all like, what the hell is going on? Now, when it comes to the Karen and the Sharice of it all, I have to peel back the layers. I just said peel back the layers. I'm turning into freaking Whitney Rose. I have to peel back the layers of this. <laughs> because... Okay. It is every. It is so layered. I feel like the producers are really not giving any any real context to people who because that's not. It didn't happen this season. This has been years in the making. Years, and if you didn't watch Potomac since season one, then you really don't know. Now, what I will say, what I will say is, we need. To, I need to know if Sharice and Karen are talking about the friend group as in the show. If we do, we need to break the fourth wall, or are we talking about the friend group within the friend group? Because essentially, essentially, Charissa's never left the friend group. Nope. They at like I think there was a birthday dinner for like Ashley or they were. She was there. She, she was, was there. there. She's been at parties. She's been at baby showers. If you look in the background oh, of parties, Charissa has never essentially left the friend group. Off season, those women hang out, and in season, just when the cameras aren't around, those women hang out with Charissa. They do. However, 
when it comes to the friend group that her and Karen are arguing about, Karen is talking about the show. Karen is talking about the show. And what I will say to this is, I don't think Sharice is coming back to the show full time because Sharice she may, have to. she might have, no, she doesn't have to. And she might've put the group together. She might've put the group together, but Sharice is not great for reality TV. She's kind of boring in a full-time capacity. In a but full-time in, capacity. In, but, but coming in as a friend of and stirring the pot just a little bit. Exactly. She, oh, she, is, she is good for that. And I really do think, I believe that we are looking at a contract season of Potomac. And I think that people are worried. I think that people are like, I need to perform because this is really, we're going to make and break some decisions. Well, about I'm going to tell you right leaving. now, if Karen Huger doesn't do something soon. That's why I think they were fine with bringing Sharice back because I think that was the producer's way of being like, Hey, Grand Dame, you may be the Grand Dame, but you need to wake the fuck up, babes. You need to wake the fuck up and you need to do something. And, and I'm, not, I'm not, I am not worried for my green eyed bandits. They're just going to be just fine. They are going to be just you fine. You know, messing, I am not a green eyed bandit fan. I love. Mm -mm. I have a, my saddle. Yeah, turn it on the shady side for me because I am not a green eyed bandit. Now, I will say this I think that Robin is turning it up because she knows that she's she's on the block, okay? Giselle can only save her for so long. And oh. what I will say as far as Giselle, I know uh -huh. Giselle is the messiness that we, you know, that needs to happen. I do not think that, like, I'm not a Kenya Moore fan. However, I'm not team twirl, but I know she's necessary for the show. I don't would never call for her to be fired. I really don't yeah. call for housewives to be fired. Unless, no, you know, they do that themselves. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not like, you know, I'm ready for Mia to go. But that's just, I don't ever say like so-and-so needs to be fired. Robin, it's just, Robin is an Aries, okay? And I'm an Aries. Robin, I feel, does not fully grasp the concept of being on a reality TV show. And I've heard her say it in interviews where she says, yeah. I'm gonna be me whether these cameras are here or not. I know that is what I would say too. And I really do feel like, may, uh, yeah, I'm gonna be me, but that doesn't translate well for reality TV. I'm not gonna lie. The only time I saw Robin show up and show out was season one and a little bit of season two when her when her relationship and her family life were attacked. And yeah, she, she doesn't- None of it. Yep, she's fiercely protective. She, and I really think that's why her and Wendy cannot move on is because she, she does not, she gets very protective of Juan, the boys, obviously she's, that's, you know, their wife and mother. Well, well but, post, 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 you know, pre, when the pandemic was on, they went to Virginia and mm -hmm. Wendy said that thing about Juan. And, and you know, it is. She caught, well, Robin caught a stray. Robin caught a stray, okay? Being shady because the thing about it is the backstory there is during the pandemic when no filming was happening, Wendy and Robin were building a friendship. And those they same sure blogs, were. those same blogs were talking about Juan at one point. So Wendy says that Robin sent her, you know, like, oh girl, did you see this? Don't worry about it. They talk about Juan too. They talked about it. It squashed. It was done. So then when filming starts and Ashley starts bringing it all of the juice and then Giselle bites and then Robin just kind of lays in the back and she tries to get away with being like, I mean, what is it? Why are you acting like that? Da, da, da. And she caught a stray bullet when she was talking to Giselle. And she said, imagine being in a relationship that you, that a fake relationship, boom. And then she yeah. moved on for Robin, for Robin is, you know, in her mind, I feel like she was like, okay, I was building a relationship with you, but now you said that, but Robin, my dear, 
you need to look at this objectively because you understand that you and this woman talked about these things. They knew did, they weren't you know true. They, I, I thought they squashed it all. I honestly thought it was squashed. Yeah, well, but yeah. Then this, but then this season, mm -hmm. clearly. Well, Giselle, some... Giselle can be for fucking real with me. Giselle is going to attack everybody's fucking marriage. Everybody's well, fucking marriage. That, that's well, that's Giselle one hundred and one. But then you did. But then you want to get mad when I hit you where you hit me. It's not like Wendy woke up and just said, "I'm going to come for Giselle." That's not what happened. They're sorors, okay? That's not what happened whatsoever. You nope. wanted to push this narrative, and even now with the no touching, no touching. But Karen can't say, "I don't want to fuck with Sharice. I don't want to be friends with her." Like, come on, Giselle. I would be rather she just said it and be done with it. So would I. So that so would I with Karen. I don't want to be friends with you, period. But like my thing with Giselle, especially, is like with this whole Chris and Candace thing, where she she just did an interview with today.com. And I was like, Giselle, what did you want Candace to do? Say, okay, Giselle, I'm listening to you. But then go home and talk to her husband and tell you, okay, I talked to Chris. And then what you would have then you would have done what, Giselle? What would you have done? You would have Here's said, oh, you're thing. not going to leave him. Those are divorce worthy allegations. It really is. And see, and here I do. It happens every season. First season, it was Michael Darby squeezing ass. Mm -hmm. And then the second season, Michael Darby still squeezing ass. But then, then they threw Ray into the situation. Mm -hmm. And then the third season, it was Monique and Chris's turn at that mm -hmm. for, for, for that issue. And that stayed with us for the next couple of years. So everything else was just kind of on the back burner. And then Darby that, had another allegation in there too. Then, then Dar oh yeah, well, Michael Darby's always gonna be squeezing some ass. But then you come to this season, there's nothing to mania, there's nothing to go off of mm -hmm. because the divorce was announced already. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they already knew that that divorce was coming. So they didn't right. even bring that up because they knew it was gonna come out eventually. Mm -hmm. So. They had to focus on someone and they realized they ain't never going after Chris Bassett, who's not done a thing to any of them. Mm -hmm. and, and, and exactly. And again, you know, I, ju I just, I'm like, Giselle, what the, let's play, let's play for realsies for a second and act like you're not just being messy. What did you want the girl to do? Okay. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, for her to sit there and say, well, Candace always wants to be the victim. No. Nope. Giselle. I don't nope. think that she's playing the victim here because essentially after she told her, after she told her at the first episode or second episode, whatever that was, Candace and Candace talked to her husband. We saw them talk. She really has not brought it up again in a group setting. She, she talked to her at the winery. She said, I want to understand. I want to be clear of what you're saying. And I would do the same thing if that were my husband. I would say, I just want to be very clear. So I understand what you're saying. So there is they got no... that all. They got that all the way together. Okay, and that's it. So what do, what would you have her do, Giselle? What would you have anybody do? You cannot keep, this is very tired, honestly, at this point, to keep messing with marriages. She says, oh, me and Candace were friends, now we're not. Giselle. Wonder you, why. You wouldn't bring this to Robin about Juan like this. Ooh, you I wouldn't. Would, you know, I, as much as I love my Green Eye Bandits, can you imagine a war between the both of them? They no, know because too I much. don't think Robin's going to show up on time to argue it. Oh! <laughs> I don't think she's going to show up on time to argue it. Giselle's going to be sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. And she's going to be like, well, Robin's not coming. 
Okay. <laughs> and then Robin's just going to disengage halfway through. Whoa. No, you didn't just bring bring late Aidas into the situation. <laughs> she's, a, she's just going to, she is literally just going to disengage halfway through too. Oh, because as, again, Robin and Aries, I'm an Aries. We can argue somebody all day till we're blue in the face. But honestly, if we don't care, I'm just going to be like, okay, whatever. I'm done arguing with you. I'm well, that was the chef's kiss right there. <laughs> but I so, just... but, but Potomac, you know, it's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, this, 100%. This, this year, unfortunately, it's not their best season. Nothing is ever going to eclipse season four. Season, season four. four was there. Was, uh, it was the <laughs> I chef's watched kiss. the hoedown episode not too long ago, and I was tickled pink like I saw it for the first time because I said, this is such a chaotic episode, but it is so fucking good but i'm not gonna lie i love my chaos i, I love oh, so do i so do i and I, I love my chaos I beverly could... hills don't bring me chaos beverly hills brings me brings me class and distinction but atlanta and potomac give me the mess that i deserve i seriously beverly hills doesn't even give me they don't give me anything well, i no, don't they, know i i like the trips i i like i like the yeah. trips and you know why I watch it and don't laugh at me. I like to see, I, I like, I think most of those ladies are honestly good people at heart and they have wonderful families. I do. Some of them oh, are really. Uh, you know, I, uh, you know, well, here's one thing with me. I doesn't matter if I like housewife or not. I genuinely do like them to, to see them like as moms or at home with their families. That's my favorite I, part. Yeah. Like Kyle, Kyle with her kids and Kyle with her dogs. And Kyle trying to take the family picture is some of the most humorous shit I've ever seen. Well, them dogs bad as hell. They get on my nerves. But yes. Oh, Bambi just wanted a steak, damn it. Uh-uh. Them dogs do not need to be anywhere near the food. But I do, I do like seeing housewives with their kids. I mean, I even like seeing Giselle with her kids and I don't like that lady whatsoever. I, I love Giselle's home so much. You like her home? Her home is gorgeous. The house? Yes. The decor? Yeah, I like I think it's so pretty. It's the Art Deco and I'm a sucker for Art Deco. Don't it? You don't like Giselle? You don't like Garcelle's home? Oh, Garcelle? Yeah. I thought you said Giselle. No. Like, in Potomac. Oh, oh, no, child. I, that's why I was looking at you child. like Well, you know, I listen to Reasonably Shady every Monday morning. Ooh, and let me tell you, the horror story she tells about these renovations on her house. Mm. It's never going to be done. I it's bet. Garcelle's done. home. I do I do like Garcelle's house. I do like Garcelle's house. It's stunning. Yeah. Even, 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 even poor, poor Kyle the goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I do like Garcelle's house. I, I, because, you know, I like the... I like all of their homes. Don't get me wrong. Well, I didn't like Lisa Reynolds' home, but I like. Oh, I did. I thought that backyard is stunning. They're on a cliff, for God's sakes. Oh well, the backyard was pr the prettiest part. But for the love of God, you can't change the cabinets in thirty years. You, look, you leave them seventies cabinets alone. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> that house gave me anxiety because it just looked like junk. I could. It's I, old. It's just I saw old. the junk in it. It just gave me anxiety. No, I do like Garcelle's home. I really like it. I like that it's different. It's a different look too. Um, I love it. But Ugh. okay, next we do need to get into. Do you, you watch Family Karma? Correct. Hell yes. Okay, I have to get this off my chest. Uh oh. 
Rachel, Auntie Rachel. She can be so fucking for real with me right now because that lady, this is the second time she has been called out for being rude and condescending. You don't think you want to take a fucking beat, ma'am? You don't think you want to take a fucking beat? And then for her to get up, she always does this. She did this with Auntie Lopa. She will argue about not, I'm not rude, I'm not this, and then get up. And do the very thing that she's accused of doing. She argued with Mrs. Benny. I cannot, I can't remember. Dharma. Dharma. Yeah, Dharma. Dharma. She argued with Auntie Dharma. And then squashed it. And then sat over there to turn around, sat over there, and called her a bitch. Like, are you kidding me? Honey, have you, have, you've watched Family Karma from the beginning, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, now I started watching Family Karma because Emily and Kendrick recommended it mm-hmm. to me. And they mm-hmm. said, we're going to start recapping, catch up, so you know where we're all yeah. at. From the beginning, Rashma's been that way. She has. She always She's has. She's not going to change. She likes, she is the head auntie, mm-hmm. and she isn't going to let any of the others forget. Yeah. she. And if, they, and if they do, heaven help them. Well, I also think that she thinks that she's the head auntie in charge because, like, essentially, Vishal and Anisha are the, are the ones that like you know brought the show together they are the ones that brought the show but anisha's mom doesn't act like that i love anisha's mom no i love any and that that food looked good i got hungry all of that food looked so good i was like this is so unfair that i have to watch this and not try any of it i wanted so much of it because i love alagobi and then they brought alagobi out on the i was like and they had samosas. I was like, come on. It looked so good. But I was like, Reshma, you've got to be so fucking for real right now. And then to sit there and tell Vishal, for Vishal to say to um, uh, Dharma, Risha, 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 no, his wife, um, that Brian's mom yelled at Reshma. She did apparently. That Dharma yelled at Reshma. Are you fucking kidding me? I was like, are, are we blind? And, you know, it pissed me off already when Amrit and Vishal got on Twitter last week saying, like, oh, oh um, I, can I just... Auntie Reshma. I was like, y'all, are you fucking serious right now? I was not prepared for the auntie to, the aunties in the whole of, they've been on there. They have not gone on Twitter and done this. This was the first mm-hmm. time they've done this. And I was like, the aunties are joining the party. I do not know how I feel about this. I don't know how I feel about it either because just because Reshma is so wrong and Reshma just gives such a huge groom mom energy, like it drives me wild. I'm like, she is messy. She's messy. He he is such a mother of the fucking groom. Like I am like, girl, you seriously need to sit down somewhere and relax. You're the mother of the groom. You should have the least stress out of everybody. But can I just say, these people are wealthy people for the most part, right? Yeah, yeah, seems like it. If you buy a house, <laughs> you do, and, and you move into your damn house, do not take yourself down to Kmart and buy you a pressed wood cabinet or dresser drawer and then take it back to this empty-ass house, lug it up three flights of stairs and not know how to put this shit together. I, uh, I literally was just like, what is happening here? Besides the auntie drama, I really checked out because I 
one thing I'm gonna do is go up for the bennies. Okay. One thing I'm gonna do is go up for the bennies. I love that family. I love the bennies. I love the bennies. I love Brian's old airheaded ass till the end. Because Brian, Brian is going to be Brian is gonna live with his mother till he's 80. He's gonna live very close if he doesn't live with her. She's never gonna let him go. And I I love, I just love that family so much. I think they are so cute. I pity the woman that finally captures Brian's heart because mama ain't going to have none of it. You think? I think when he really finds the one, then she's going to be fine. She doesn't like anybody so far. She has never liked anybody because, so far. Because she knows. I feel like, I don't know. I really like Dharma. I really like her. Dharma so I, is my favorite of the aunties. Dharma. And then, of course, the two head aunties. I love. But and I, I, I don't know. It's just, this was such a chaotic episode. I loved it. But I have a, I have a nasty suspicion what's going to happen at this wedding. What? I have a nasty I think there's got I, I think once the once the once the ceremony goes off and I think it's so beautiful. Can I just say how accepting this family is? Uh, hearing Amrit's um fiance talk about his family really broke my heart in his story in general because I was I just really will never ever ever understand how people can like when he said, you know, it's not only is it their gay son's wedding, it's their gay son's wedding that's going to be televised. So fucking what? You it's, would rather, it's, it's, you care more about the church than it's what? Social Dude, it's the Midwest. It's the social perception. You, you, and I, and, well, no, I don't get that. But I'm from the Midwest. And like, but I just, I those are your kids. That is your child. Their happiness, they're not doing anything wrong. Like they are not anybody. harming anybody. They are loving from their heart. Like, who fucking cares when you go to church if Susan from Pew 2 has a fucking issue with it? Mind your own damn business, Susan. Amen, sis. Amen. I just but don't understand. I will never understand that shit. I'm concerned that there might be a scene being made at the reception because the way these women, be they did not leave this, this dinner on a good note. Oh, I don't think they're going to make a scene. They're better than that. Well, I thought something was... well. Or Rashma's going to do like she did at the at the wedding at the beginning of the season and just ignore that. Yeah, I was going to say, I was just about to say, because one thing Rashma doesn't like, she's not going to make a public, like the at the cookout, that's one thing within the community, like she, within their whole group. But at the wedding, no, she's not because she doesn't want to give anybody. She wants to make it so it's sure that it's these sides. And I think that's why she's having such an issue with it now is because we, the people, like we, she's on TV, We're so we, the people... It. And yeah, and we're not necessarily agreeing with her, and that's why I think she doesn't like either. I was just so shocked they took the they took to the Twitter last week. I was like, I was like, I saw Emily. You know, she speaks Bravo mm -hmm. put it on her thing, and I was like, the aunties are at war. And I went on Twitter and I read it. I was like, oh. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that now. I, I and it wasn't a it wasn't a big fight, but it was a skirmish. It's a big fight for family karma, though. Like that's that's they big don't for they them. don't they don't they don't typically go in hard. Mm -mm. That's big I've for never, them. Normally, normally these people hold themselves above pettiness, yep. but I, I I think either that pesky little that pesky little production team said you all need to ramp it up. Yeah, I said we need to put our and Vishal said okay because uh, he is he is working my last nerve now. You know I uh, okay. 
What? I like Michelle. <laughs> he he works my last living nerve. I don't know. Like, it's because it's always like, oh, poor Michelle. I, I, when Risha goes off on him, I'm like, girl, get it. Because oh. I can only fucking imagine what it's like to where it's like always, oh, poor Vishal. Will Vishal this? Will Vishal that? I would be like, no, fuck this. He's got a lot of pro- He's got a lot of problems and people aren't cognizant to the problem. Yeah, and that's true. They're, they're, you know, they're brushing it off. He, he can't, I, I think he's doing the right thing. I can't have a drink. I, I think that he's doing the right thing too because Crohn's is no joke. Um, you no. shouldn't be drinking on that in the first place. No, it's just you know I don't think Amrit is the best. Amrit sits there and says, you know, I'm your biggest cheerleader, did I? And it's like you have been, but never for something like this is like is in getting sober. That's that's different. And I think that I mean I know they're fine now, but, but when Amrit- sh- but when but when you show up and everybody knows you're struggling right mm-hmm. now, don't hand this man a damn drink. Exactly. That's what exactly hell. Exactly. That was my thing. I was like, Amrit, you're not. And then he's he was in his face like, no, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. Your friend is struggling. Your friend is struggling to stay sober. And I think that he made the right decision by not going that first night because he said, I don't trust myself to not drink. And if he would have drank the first night, he would have drank the second night. Thank you. So, oh my gosh! But Family Karma's bringing it for me this year. Oh, they I, always I, are. Well, you know, the first season was so few episodes. I wasn't. It sure was, it was very ever, short. I wasn't sure it was going to come back, and then the second season was just this few episodes, and I was like, "Oh, I think this was it." And then this third season came out of nowhere, and I was so happy to see it in it. You know, yeah. And then like, and I was, you know, like I said, I hadn't been that invested in it until I was told. You mark. You better get invested in this. Oh yeah, and... it, it. Listen, it's a. It's almost like a palate cleanser too, because it's not too stressful. I know that I'm not going to be. No, like, oh, what's going to no. happen? You know what I mean. But we're going to stay in Florida and hop on over to the Real Housewives of Miami because listen, I can't. I can't. If I were episode. Lisa, if I were Lisa, I would have had to. I'm not going to say what I would have had to do, but if you've seen Waiting to Exhale, you know what I'm saying. I would have had to hand Lenny his fucking ass because you are playing in my face right now with this woman and then want to turn around and ask me if I'm going to get groceries. Are you ill? Are you ill? No, no, no. The, The worst part was when he was in that nightclub and Lisa was videotaping it because she wanted it for proof that he was stepping out on her. Oh, yeah. And she took a picture, and that girl licked her lips oh, and smiled. Oh, there would have been a scene. There I would have well, not, not a scene. It would have been a crime scene. Yeah, there would have been, I know myself, especially in a club setting. And first of all, I would have been like, Lenny, you look fucking embarrassing. I used to, I was a bartender in nightclubs for the longest time. When I saw them, that whole dynamic, I was like, I am just laughing my fucking ass off because all of this, all of this reads to me, the sugar daddy who all of these girls are just hanging out with you so they can get their fucking tabs paid for tonight. That's what you look like. Is that what you want to look like, Lenny? You have children, children at home. Well, the you know the fact that he took her back to the house and, and locked the mother out, locked the nanny out, 
the kids are asleep in the house and they're down in the movie room doing God knows what. That made me two- sick. Made, made me, me sick. sick. And I was like, but when Lisa found out about it, I was like, bitch, get your ass in that car. Take your ass to our home and go get her out of your house. Again, another scene would have been caused by me. I would have I would have been like, Nicole, call Anthony. Get the fucking chopper here now. Because now. I swear to God, I am about to blow. Now, what I want to point out, something that's been driving me crazy since all of this Lenny stuff came out. All of yeah. the women that are divorced, they keep saying like, like when they told Gertie, like, oh, you need to be quiet because we've been through this. You know, I'm Marisol playing. and um, Alexia are like, you know, when I went through it, XYZ, I'm like, yes, you guys have been through divorces. However... The public humiliation and everything that Lenny is doing, y'all haven't been through that. Larsa's saying like, oh, I need to be there for her because I've been through a divorce. Larsa, you told us you're the one that left Scotty. Well, you got to remember, Alexia went through a very public humiliating divorce. The first one, right? Yeah. The first, oh, yes. Humiliating to the ninth power. The second one didn't end very well with Herman, did not end very well either. But at least it ended with an uh, with a level of acceptance of what he was hiding. Well, technically, and I found this interesting because up until recently, Alexia hasn't been very forthcoming with the fact that they were having issues in their marriage. No, she she was very private. She was she very ne- private. she never said that. She up until recently, that's when she said, "Oh yeah, we were having issues. We were staying in separate rooms." Da da. I was like, Alexia, then now that's not what you had said. You it's not what she had that. conveyed. It's, but I think at this point they realize what, and this is why this is why I think they backed Gertie down because Gertie's trying to do the most all of a sudden. No, I love and, Gertie. Oh, I love Gertie, but it's not honey. I love everything about Gertie, but Gertie all of a sudden has been activated. Last Good. year, last year was the age of Gertie, and I think people really latched on to her, and she goes. Oh, I'm loved. Yes, mm-hmm. we love you. However, comma, I think it's like, I think she feels like if she doesn't say anything or she doesn't react to anything, then it might all end. See, here's my thing with that. Because like when, when like for example, when um, Lisa told them about the divorce, right? Gertie, like the, her reactions are on par with everybody with like, Alexia's their reactions to things are on the same line but like for whatever reason when like Alexia's like when Gertie does it and I think it's because Alexia's threatened because Gertie was like and Alexia started screaming in Spanish yeah well now let me tell you something I want you I want you to go back and watch that particular scene again and I want you to see what Gertie did because a lot of people missed it some people caught it I caught it a lot of people just didn't notice it when she tells them that Lenny and her are divorcing. Mm-hmm. And Gertie says, has he been abusive to you? And you start seeing her checking her for bruising and just looking at her up and down physically. And I was like, oh, okay, Gertie, I see you. We got to remember what her, we got to remember what her husband does for a living. Her husband's a firefighter. He sees that crap every day. Oh. She probably she probably hears about battered women every damn day and verbally oh. abuse verbally abusive she did say lenny was verbally abusive to her but i well, think he's a Gertie, fucking asshole 
Yeah, well, he was. She was checking her for bruising and stuff. I was. I looked. I saw it. I saw her. She touched her leg. She touched her arm. She's looking her up and down. While Alexia was carrying on like a banshee. That, that's for damn sure. And Marisol was going to get the drinks because listen, Marisol with the <laughs> fucking drinking. Get her cockies. She's got Mar- to get her cockies. Marisol in the fucking drinking. I'm like, girl. She's not drinking. You don't she's think? Very no, she's very smart because every time something gets too stressful mm-hmm. she pretends to go get a drink there's mm. nothing in those tum- there's nothing in those tumblers there's nothing in those tumblers dude she i her with the fucking was, drinking i'm like girl what is your liver looking like child look the only the only disease that can suffer through most any housewife's system is alcoholism <laughs> That is true. But I'm just I, I could say I could see your point if you said like she's not drinking because I'm just like, my God. And she has she does seem to have built a personality off of it. But I just don't like that everybody's like, we've been through it, we've been through it. I'm like a physical divorce, yes, you have been through. But however, this public humiliation this is different. This, this is, is different. on a different fucking level of what Lenny is trying to pull. And I feel I really feel for Lisa when she said in this most recent episode, like, why couldn't you have waited until the kids were gone? And I was like, Lisa, would you stay with him? And my heart breaks because I'm like, would she you would have? She and would have it's so sad. But but honey, my my one sister, I have three sisters. My one sister has been married three times. One more, she gets a set of steak knives. But <laughs> but her first marriage was to a very powerful, rich guy. And he was stepping out on her left, right, and sideways. She found out about it. And she told my mom, and my mom says, come home. Bring mm-hmm. the kids, come home. Stay with, my, stay with your dad and me until this resolves. She says, no, we're going to fix it. We're going to fix it. Mm. And that was another five years of trying to fix something that was unfixable. And I mean, yeah, she essentially she, Elisa did try and fix it because she had, she said, told us before, like, oh, he had an emotional affair. I'm sorry. Me personally, emotional affair. No, mine as well been a fucking physical. physical. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I I think it was physical. I don't fucking either. But you know, the where I really feel bad for Lisa is she doesn't have any family. She's not close with her. <laughs> she's family. all she's, alone. Yeah, she's estranged with them. So I really do feel for her. She was photographed with a new guy, hot, very Oh, he's hot. hot? Yes. I was like, damn. I know. I was like, I was damn, like, y'all look like, good way better than Lenny's ass. Oh, honey, she done traded the hell up. Even if it's now, just a rebound. I don't you honey, some of the best times are had during a rebound. That is very true. That is very, very true. But I also was just like, I I really hope these women, I, I do want to hope I can see. I like how the women are rallying around her no matter what. The other thing I- Larsa to took me by surprise. I feel like Larsa is a good friend. She is. And she is not who I saw standing by her through all this. I saw Marisol or Alexia being the ones to step up and do the most. But Larsa Pippen coming out of nowhere saying, I've got your back right here. I feel like Larsa is a good friend. She's just not a good arguer. Case in point. (laughs) And I'm going to be honest with you. I can't decide whether or not I want Larsa to be a good arguer or just keep being delusional. Because 
I so like many, a delusional Larsa. So do I. Because for, she, and Larsa cares about no one but herself. When Gertie and Alexia were arguing pretty much on her lap, and she's just got her sunglasses on, disengaging, thinking about whatever in Larsa land. I was like, look at this woman. But for Nicole to sit down with her and say, because I do think it's weird. I remember Larsa bringing up that your ex-husband, the teacher, your ex-husband, the teacher. I was like, okay, Larsa, you need to stop saying that because we get what you're trying to say. I know, know teachers notoriously don't make that much money. You're saying like you were married to a, a guy that man. wasn't rich. Yeah. I was like, Larsa, please, please. So when, you know, I think Nicole is valid in saying like, you know, it's kind of just condescending, da, da, da. Where the hell did you pull up that? Apparently you heard Nicole fucked everybody in the hospital. I, can I just be honest? If she did, more power to her. Good for her. I'm like, Larsa, are you fucking kidding me? Well, look what she said with Julia and the guy making out. Larsa, look, Larsa's a very powerful woman in Miami. I know this to be true. And oh, she gets, oh, honey, she gets all the tea. She, she's got everybody's secrets. And, and, and honestly, it's not bad. I don't give a fuck about Julia. I'm sorry. This, she has worked my last living nerve. Well, to be honest, I'm praying for her and Martina right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Duh. Because that, that's that's a rough diagnosis to get right there. I don't wish sickness on anybody. Okay. No. Anybody. Especially throat. Martina must have been a smoker. Or, or it's thinking a, that. Or it's a thyroid issue. Mm. Because... because throat cancer serious business man it is because that if it does because she stage two mm -hmm. i saw that and, and oh i lost you i'm sorry <laughs> you're fine <laughs> that was it just kind of stopped if it travels anywhere mm -hmm. she could really it's scary she could, it yeah it really is and that that aside i mean just house when it comes to housewives i julia works my last living nerve honey um, she if i if i see that damn goat one more time i've said it before i'll say it again i know that house stinks i know that fucking house stinks why do you have a fucking goat inside with a diaper on with a diaper on that goat does not see the inside of that house unless there are cameras there. I don't care. I do not care. A farm animal inside? No. No. I'd rather Kyle's dogs eat off my damn plate. I don't give a fuck. I don't fucking care. No. No. I cannot. I don't think animals on the... Uh, it drives me the, the first season. The first season, I really like Julia. I, I really liked Julia the first season that she was on last year. I didn't mind her, her. Well, her story was very powerful. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It, and honestly, know, and I'm fair. Okay, I will say this. I'm fair. When it came to Alexia versus Julia, I was like, Alexia, you shouldn't have said that shit. That's fucked up. Okay. I was like, girl. <laughs> I When girl. she said it, my mouth dropped. I was like, and then to say, well, I think because Lenny's Russian, I'm mad at Lenny. I was like, Alexia, oh my God, don't, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Read the room, Alexia. Read the room. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, Miss Ma'am? But back to Larsa, because I cannot get over it. Be because honestly, too, I love Nicole. 
I love Nicole. I'm going to ride for her. Okay. Because Nicole sat there intentionally. I think she sat there trying to have a conversation or at least get like some type of scene argument from it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say my issue because it's entertaining. So it's not like an issue issue. Larsa can't fucking argue. She's just going to go straight to throwing the daggers. She's like, I'm not going to give you this whole drawn out scene. I heard you fucked out the hospital. Boo. Larsa, girl, what the fuck are you talking about? Bloop, bloop, bloop. But then my feminism side kicks in and I'm like, Larsa, like Nicole said in the preview next week, do you know how damaging that is? I am a woman in this male dominated, I'm a young Latina, pretty woman in a male dominated, you know, industry. Do you know how damaging that could be? And she's still working. Like Nicole is. is very much still working. She's so, no dummy. She knows. No, she's a very smart woman. She's an anesthesiologist. And even she said she, cause that's what, that's the other thing I didn't really care for with Larsa when she kept saying your teacher, ex-husband, your teacher, teacher, ex-husband, anesthesiologists make a lot of money. Hell yes, she does. Like Nicole was the breadwinner there. And then they showed the flashback clip of Nicole saying, I paid two, I had to pay $200,000 to get divorced Larsa. So don't start with me. And I feel her. But Larsa doesn't understand because Larsa was on the receiving end of the $200,000. You know what I mean? Where she was on the receiving end of the teacher of in Nicole's divorce. Gatti took very good care of her on his way out the door. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I need, I need Larsa to stop saying, it's all mine. It's all mine. I earned it. I earned it. Yeah. I, okay. All right, Larsa. Oh, if that's what you want to call it, girl. I'm not mad at you if that's what you want to call it. Yeah, I'm like, okay, girl, whatever, whatever you mm. say, you got half of everything you did. I don't even, I can't even conceive bragging about something like that, but hey. Well, in saying I earned it, I earned it. I'm just like, okay, Larsa. It's then. not a good thing to brag about my love. And I just like, I don't get her whole thing with the teacher. Like keep saying the teacher, the teacher. As well, in yeah, that's She looks down on that as a right. lowly profession. Right, obviously. Obviously, even though all you have children who need teachers, okay? Thank you. So I don't know what the fuck. Larsa tells on herself often. Very much so. <laughs> with things. However, if she can keep it at bay and keep it as cute as she's keeping it now, she'll be fine. She'll be fine. Okay, and let's wrap it up with talking about Salt Lake City. And we're going to keep it very brief because yeah. they they decided to keep it brief with us, which I'm fine with oh. at this point. I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care. I sat down last night. I said, I don't give a fuck whatever they fucking show us. The fact that the end credits were in the middle of the episode and then we spent the rest of the time in New York. I knew what was happening. I knew as soon as I saw that happening, I was like, oh, well, you, just so you know, I have heard through a source that I trust they told me they cut two episodes. I heard that too. I heard that okay. too. Okay. They cut two episodes and that apparently, was due to... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I think that was due to the whole trial. Well, apparently they cut two episodes and a lot out of this fucking last episode last night. And which well, I'm what like... you got to do is go, go look at Dana's story. Go look at I Dana's saw. stories on Instagram. I Ooh, saw. Yeah. And you know, I don't care. I don't care. I read all of those. I don't necessarily care because here's my thing. I okay. didn't hear, I, Dana was almost just about damn near quiet as a church mouse all season. I didn't see a whole lot from you. I think production brought her into the fray because she said, I've got this tea on Jen mm -hmm. and they were going to use it. 
and they told her to tonight's probably a good night when they were in San Diego. Let Jen know tonight when everything's mm-hmm. a little calmer about what happened with your yeah. informant. And I think that was they brought her on specifically for that reason. Just that one reason, which I I can see. I can see. I think, you know, with the friends of, they were all turned out to be flops for me. Angie Casanevas. Oh, I love her. I was rooting for her until last night, because here's my thing. Whether I think Jen Shaw used her mental health as a weapon or not, which I do. Y'all all know I do. She did. That. She I, did. I ever more believe that. You, Angie, you can't really sit here and say what's true and what's not when it comes to things like that. That wasn't that wasn't the best. And then you could tell that she stepped, that she knew she stepped in it because she looks directly into the fucking camera. Yeah. And she was like, uh, oh, damn. Yeah, I can she see like, Angie oh, performing to, uh, to a degree. And I really well, here's think- the thing. She, I think she realized once Jen poured that drink on her head mm-hmm. where she stood in the situation and she's like, screw this lady. Yeah. I also think that she thought that she was going to be full-time. I think she had, she thought she had put, because you know how they say, generally, usually some of the friends of don't really know <clears throat> if they're going to be full-time or just friends of until- That is correct. Like the that end. Is correct. I think that she, because honestly, this was a friend of heavy season for Salt Lake for obvious reasons. I think that she really thought that she was going to make the full-time edit. I think she I, thought well, she was going to make the full-time, so she was trying to deliver at the end. Well, this was a great audition for her. And I think she might have snatched Jen Snowflake for next year. I just I, don't I, even know where we go from salt from here with Salt Lake. Well, I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You've got two women that rode Jen's freight mm-hmm. train of hell all the way to the end. And look where that got those two. Mm-hmm. It, it turned Heather, it turned Heather Gay into exactly what I thought she was. And enjoy your villain arc, honey, because you're here. And Meredith Marks told on herself last night when she goes, as long as I don't ask the question, <laughs> I'm okay with the friendship. But if it turns out she's guilty, that's going to be very problematic. me (laughs) you know what's funny is i couldn't i used to like meredith marks used to be my least favorite like bottom barrel for me in salt lake city and (laughs) you guys have heard me say it often you guys have heard me say it often on here i don't i really don't have a barrel in the race when it comes to salt lake city i i don't care at all (laughs) we can scrap the whole thing for me um and and i would be fine but for some reason, at the end of this season, I was like, Meredith, I think, got on my nerves the least this season. Because that's how I have to measure it in Salt Lake City. Because she, she didn't do anything. True. Exactly. And it's she not- She didn't it's, do anything because Whitney not, messed it all up. Exactly. It's not what I, who I like the most. It's not that. It's who annoyed me the least. And this, it would turned out to be Meredith. I'm going to be honest with you. The biggest nightmare happened- for those three women was that Whitney Rose flipped on them. Oh, yep. To- told Lisa the truth mm-hmm. and said, girl, this was going to be your takedown season. Yep. And the redemption of a one Lisa Barlow is going to it- be the name of this season for me because not only did everybody see that everything Lisa was saying about these women was actually correct, but the fact that these women showed every bit of their ass all of them. To all of them showed 
every bit of their ass on camera and off camera and watch what happens live. Yep. And this is my thing also, because I'm not like, I'm not a Lisa Barlow stan. I'm not, I'm not a nobody stan in Salt Lake City, but I have the least respect for Whitney because she wanted to be, I know that she's the one that flipped. I don't care what they were doing. I really don't. And I feel like they all, they all let it flop because Lisa versus Meredith could have been one of the best feuds that we saw and they fucked it up. All of them. Whitney fucked it up. Meredith fucked it up. Heather fucked it up. They all screwed it all the way up. But for me, for me, Whitney fucked it up the most because she went and told Lisa. I was glad. I I, See, I'm the opposite. I was so glad she did because you know what? That at least tells me she has a conscience. You think she has a conscience? Yeah, well, yeah. I also think... Yes, I think a she's a real one I, or a I real think, one. I, I think she's being very real. She's being <laughs> okay. very real. Okay. I, and I'm just trying to come at you from a place of being real. And I'm just saying that what happened was she saw that maybe it was going to get too dark and that maybe we shouldn't be bringing up people having affairs for jazz tickets. And she said, I can't let this happen to Lisa because Lord knows what they're going to do to me. Well, here's my issue with that. Yeah. Here's my issue with that. It's going to get too dark. We can't be bringing up people's affairs because I do believe that. I do believe that that was her thought process rather. Not that they, I don't think anybody. I think that was exactly her thought process. I don't think anybody sucked D for Jastikas, but I think that was (laughs) her thought process. But here's my thing with that. We have to remember the origin story of this feud, which is that Lisa Barlow, like her or not, got mad at her friend Meredith, went into a room and said, fuck Meredith, I'm over her, her her stupid family that poses, she's a stupid whore, she's fucked half of New York. I thought it was iconic. And I was, and after Meredith told her that she needs mental help, I didn't blame her one minute for having a meltdown. However, comma, suck. I was waiting for something to happen last year that wasn't a bunch of screaming memes around a table eating Mexican food and getting snowflake necklaces and Mary Cosby just standing on the fringes saying women. Okay. I, I just, I, I just, I just, little girl, little girl. Little I'm sorry. Girl. I love, listen, this is why I love that. I will forever love that little girl comment as a black woman, <laughs> as a black woman. I know that I know that it flew over the heads of so many, of not only I, people I in it. that group, but so many white viewers that were like, even Whitney, cause she was like, I'm not a little girl, girl. No, when a when a middle-aged black woman is done with you and when she really is like you're done here, you're done, little girl. Okay? We done. I, I fell out of my seat because I was like we these women have no clue what just happened. No. That was a little girl is a full read. It's a full read from top to bottom. <laughs> I mean, she she didn't just go for the jugular when she called her a little girl. She she jumped across the table and knocked it to the ground and took her money for the bus. She said, 
I'm done with you. She, and we're done. And she was done with her the rest of the season. She had no time for her. And the, it's just the, the middle-aged black womanness that Mary Cosby brought to the group. Because again, when Whitney was marching towards her, where is Mary Cosby? And Mary said, no. No, not giving you that. No. Again, another middle-aged black woman like, girl, stop right there. You don't want to do this. It was, she brought the real into the TV. She brought the real into she the reality did. TV because she said, uh-uh, uh-uh, not playing these games with you. The, the only, I want Mary back so bad, but I bringing do too. Mary back also brings the problems that come with Mary back with Mary. Yeah, you know, I heard, I heard a little clip that she, I didn't listen uh, to this interview. I don't know what it originally came from, but she had said that she didn't show up because she had no clue the entire season that they were talking about her church and that, you know, the guy, and she had no clue. And she got mad at production. She said, what the fuck? And they said, well, they, you do really good at reunions from what we've seen. And they wanted to get that reaction out of her at the reunion. Well, she said, okay, well, guess what? No one wanted to give me a heads up. Then I'm not going to give you guys what you want. And I said, and well, and that's what Andy said, basically said at the reunion, he goes, I, she thought you were going to speak ill of her church and, and other things. And mm -hmm. I was like, they 100% were. And they that's were. why, that's why at that reunion, Heather Gay's like, where's Mary? Why is she not here? Okay, well, she's not here. No. And then they had to readjust themselves and said, well, Lisa messed up that once. We're just going to have to ride that all the way yeah. through this whole reunion. Yeah. I mean, they, they did. It was it was messy. And that's my thing about Salt Lake City. They're always so fucking messy. They don't know how to do this. It's because And it's because none of them are actually friends. Now, like beforehand, none of them, they are just... It's Meredith, not, and Lisa, Meredith and Lisa were friends, but apparently they weren't. Yeah, apparently, yeah, I don't fucking know. I, but I don't have it for those two. They already, that ship has sailed for me to see that fucking feud because they, one, on the one hand, Lisa pissed me off, like, trying to act like, we just need to move past it. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let's just move on. No, Lisa, you called the lady a whore. You said she fucked half of New York. New York's a small island. Manhattan's a small island. But that's still a lot of people to fuck. It like, is, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I'm all for a goal achiever, though. Yeah, but, but you like you can't Mary, sit here. But, but she's she's like Meredith. I've I, I I just don't know how much more I can take. And let me and, tell you, if you were my best friend, you called me a whore and you spread my business out there. You're gonna take a fucking lot, bitch. Well, you're here's the thing. Meredith says, she, I, I mean, she sat down with Whitney first episode. She goes, I've heard about those rumors. Mm -hmm. She brought up the rumors first. Nobody else did. Meredith was the first one. She's best. You got to remember, they started filming this show again for the third season three weeks after the reunion. Those wounds were still fresh. Yes. And my thing with Meredith is, bitch, you should have leaned into it instead of, I'm fine. I don't care. Yeah. I'm fine. I say, yeah. Is good. Because it's I realistic, it's Meredith. It's realistic. Yeah. You talk, you were my friend. You called me a whore. You said I fucked half in New York. So guess what? Now I'm bringing up every fucking rumor I hear about you. Duh. That's I, fine. If she, if, she, if she had wrote it, like that night when Whitney brought it up, I would just rather Meredith says, yeah, I said it. Mm-hmm. And then when Lisa was like, you're just trying to get at, back at me. You're damn right. Yep. You're and, damn right. And I, and, I would have been, and I would have been like, that hurts, doesn't it? Yeah. What did, what, uh, what did Ashley say to Candace? Doesn't feel good, does it? Nope. That's nope. exactly what I would have done. But like for Lisa <laughs> to sit here and like, 
you know, be like, ah! and then but Meredith would be like, you, I didn't do that. Flashing the pandemic for a second now. I'm not going to lie because of what these women have done to Candace. We're getting some of the best confessionals out of Candace we've ever seen. I think that's why Giselle's so mad. I, I think it's two things. I think I, it, it, it's beyond me. It's beyond me. Why? I, I Again, I want to ask Giselle personally, how did you think Candace was going to respond to this? You thought she wasn't well, going to say anything we'll to find you? Out. We'll, we'll find out in a month. Yeah. I'd like you didn't think she was going to say anything to you, one. But two, what, like, I don't think what she really you? expected the audience to be on Turn the side on of her. Candace. While she, said, while she sits here and tries to, while Giselle sits here and tries to say, oh, I think Candace plays the victim. No, Giselle, essentially that was you because you were relying on the fact that you are a fan favorite and the Green Eyed Bandits have a cult following. She was relying on that. Yep. I've never seen so many people that are like, I'm a Green Eyed Bandit, but I can't get with this. Mm. All I can say is that Salt Lake better bring it next year because they're dancing on the edge. Their ratings are not good this mm -hmm. year. And everybody's like, what the fuck? Everybody is like, what the fuck? Because production got scared and didn't focus on what it should have been focusing on, which was that criminal that was at the center of all this. Yeah, and you they, know, I don't understand. I I don't understand why she was here this season because I do, I do because she pled not guilty. It's plausible deniability. They can all go about their business because there hasn't been a guilty verdict yet. Oh, when we first started, when we, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's why, that, that's why we could proceed business as usual. Bravo didn't have a problem with it. It was the Teresa Judice effect. Mm -hmm. We can go along to business as usual, but once that guilty came out, they cut ties with her super quick. Well, here's the thing with Teresa Judice too, because people are like, when people compare, I'm like, here's the thing about to Teresa Victimless Judice. crime. And I fully believe that Joe, Joe Judice, Juicy Joe, it. Juicy Joe said, Teresa, I need you to sign this. And she's like, that's my husband. Of course I signed it. Like, you know what I mean? Like she was like, Joey, that was pretty Joey, good. of that course was pretty I signed good. it. I love my Joey. And then it was like, oh fuck. Teresa's not smart. Okay. No. Jen God bless was you, the tree. ringleader. God bless you, tree. <laughs> Jen was the ringleader in all of that's this. So it's so chilling. Because I don't think these women knew what they were dealing with. I think Meredith had an inkling. Me too. Last year. Because, you know, one does not hop in a bathtub for three hours in, in rapturous joy that Jen's been arrested. Just based off a hunch. She knew. No. Well, and she and was that's a why I, But that, it's very telling her hatred of Lisa Barlow goes that far that she aligned herself with the woman that threatened her family, her son, her baby, Brooks. I will never, that, that is my thing with Meredith. I'm like, you, you do have a reason to not like Jen. You really do. Um, and now that you're with her in New York, as she pleads guilty is very weird to me. Um, but I just, <laughs> well, you heard her last night. As long as I don't ask, the question. I just everything is okay. Oh God, I don't. I don't know where we go from here. I don't. You it's know, a I lot usually... of rebuild. I, I'm dying to see the one part reunion. Yeah, it has to. It's not going to be two parts, is it? It might be two parts, but it's not three. 
There's we no way they can drag that out. There's no way that you can drag it out for three. I don't think he can drag it out for two. Well, I, you can, you can, because there's a lot. Can I be honest? The Friends Of did more than the, than the actual cast. The Friends Of, they did a lot. Angie Harrington and her elf on a shelf husband. Let, you know what? I knew there was one more thing I was forgetting because <laughs> let me just say this. People. Oh, like a little bitch. <laughs> I said, motherfucker. When Ch- Coach and Jen walked up to them, that man Ooh. immediately started shaking in his boots. He started crying. He started I thought he was going to wet himself. I, thought he was I did too. But all I saw there, I was like, bro, I think you're shaking right now for the simple fact that Coach is standing next to you and you're scared of black people. I oh, literally... the racism was real. The racism was oh, real. Yeah. Right there. I said, I said, I'm look at him. I'm I mean, I'm black, obviously. I know when people, it's just sheerly coach just said, Hey, how are you? So obviously well, we have something to talk about. And he was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, you really think black, you are scared of black people, bro. Well, my family, half of us are adopted children. Mm-hmm. And one of my sisters is black. And mm-hmm. I, I always can tell when, when when we're around people that just don't understand it and they're scared of it. Exactly. I'm like, the way he is looking, he looks like he's scared for his fucking life. And it's well, not like Coach you know, rolled up and was like... Than, there is nothing worse than a racist Mormon face-to-face with a man who, who, who he, he attacked his wife on the internet. Exactly. And used their name. And used their name. Exactly. Li- the man was about ready to wet himself. He probably went in the bathroom and passed out. Oh, I fully believe. I full. I would not be surprised if he tinkled in his pants a little bit. But yeah, <laughs> I said you're scared of black people. Just say it. And like you said, that's a racist Mormon right there. That's like, uh, I've only heard of this. Um, when I've only heard of black people when I've been told not to interact with them and, uh, uh, like, no, I was like, this I don't care. And I don't care about Angie Harrington. She showed every bit of her ass last season. I don't, yeah, I don't care about that lady at all either. Lying on Lisa about that canceling that dinner when it came out that she lied. I was like, why are you even bothering with this woman again? Because Heather Gay's willing to film with her, whatever. She just wanted to be, she just wanted to be on the show so fucking bad. Oh, honey, shit. They were just on Below Deck Adventure. Yes, they were. I did remember seeing that. She just wanted to be on the show so fucking bad. And I know she's so mad at her husband for doing that shit because now they're never, they're never going to be like, even if she does get on the show somehow, some way, which I don't think she will, they're never going to be a favorite. I just, I just want Lisa Barlow to sit across from her on the couch at the room. She goes, Angie, you just want to be on a show and I'm your meal ticket. I just, yeah. Oh, okay and on that note we're gonna wrap up this episode please tell the people where they can find you i am at the pink pop box on instagram and on the twitter but i never mess with twitter because it's too toxic oh it's but, <laughs> but and you can find us on um anywhere you get your podcasts i do have a podcast the pink pop box podcast with my best friend we don't talk Bravo all that much because my bestie does not like Bravo. He doesn't like Andy Cohen. It's he's problematic to him. <laughs> well, he's problematic to a couple of people, so I can understand that. And you yeah. already know where y'all can find me over on Instagram at Who Asked Me Podcast. I'm on the TikTok at Who Asked Zell, S E L L E. You can buy me a coffee if you want. And I will talk to y'all next week. Bye.